This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Healthy Aging, providing you with the unique energy support of Pure NT Factor. NT Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, whether it be age, illness, or just being run down. NT Factor from Nutritional Therapeutics repairs damaged cells and restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half, and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years with a 45-day money-back guarantee of nothing to lose. To order, call 800-982-9158. That's 800-982-9158. Or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine, America's foremost program on health, medicine, and nutrition, featuring the latest on both conventional and alternative therapies. Now, here's Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Welcome back to another hour of the weekend edition of Intelligent Medicine. Glad to be here with you, as I have been for nigh on 35 years, the longest-running uh, physician-hosted radio program on the air. 877-726-8255, our number. And uh, we got lots to talk about this hour. We're going to talk about uh, how dogs can sense fear. And, uh, you know, if you're a pet owner and you know how your dog reacts to your emotional states, uh, this is a truism. And we'll also take a look at uh, the association between dairy products and cardiovascular disease. It's complicated and uh, more stories of that type, uh, including a story on vitamin D later. 877-726-8255, our number. We got uh, Nancy from Michigan. How are you doing? I'm terrific. How are you? Very well, thank you. Glad to be here. So what's up? Can you talk about all the different types of calcium supplements that are out there? There are so many, strontium and all sorts of variations. If you could clarify it, that'd be great. Sure. Uh, but if you're talking about strontium, strontium is actually something different. Strontium is something that is helpful for bone. Is your question about what's helpful for bone? Or is your, your question about uh, the different forms of calcium that are available? Or bones. Okay. Yeah, because, uh, you know, calcium is synonymous with bone, but we, and we know that bone is the main repository for calcium in the body. When the body needs more calcium, it takes it out of the bone. So if you're not getting enough calcium, if you don't have enough vitamin D, uh, your body will leach calcium because you need to maintain a certain level of calcium in your blood. It's uh, highly regulated by your parathyroid glands. So uh, when it comes to uh, taking calcium for bone, uh, studies are now coming up short. Uh, just taking calcium in whatever form uh, or even taking calcium with vitamin D has not been shown to be that helpful for uh, restoring bone integrity or even for preserving bone from, from, from developing osteopenia or osteoporosis. So uh, what you need is you need cofactors. You need calcium, uh, but not too much because excess calcium has been shown to maybe it ends up depositing in your arteries or in your joints where it doesn't belong. And so uh, it needs to be supplied 
in conjunction with uh, magnesium, uh, as well as vitamin K2. We'll talk a little bit about uh, the vitamin K story when we talk about dairy. Uh, and uh, adequate amounts of vitamin D. Uh, other nutrients included are boron and improflavone. You can find combination products. Uh, strontium is really helpful for bone, but you don't want to take it when you take your calcium because calcium antagonizes strontium. It'll interfere with its absorption. So if you really need bone building, and I suggest you do this under uh, the guidance of an experienced nutritionist because strontium is kind of a special nutrient. It's not the amount of strontium you're going to get when you take a strontium supplement is many, many times more than what you're going to get from your ordinary diet. So it's actually like a medication and it should be used sparingly. But in cases where people have uh, severe bone loss, I prescribe strontium separate from the calcium, not at the same time. And if you go to drhoffman.com, you'll see a lot of articles that I've written on the subject of uh, osteoporosis and some of the things you can take. Now, the form of calcium, if you're taking calcium, you're taking calcium carbonate, not very absorbable. Calcium citrate is better absorbed. That form of calcium is uh, better, is more bioavailable. Uh, so uh, it's a complicated subject, so it's a little hard to uh, <laughs> give you the full rundown on what to do for osteoporosis, even some things like uh, olive leaf extract. Uh, seem to be helpful for preserving bone. And that's not a, a mineral either. So uh, omega-3 fatty acids are important. Even protein is important. Adequate protein may be important for bone. And of course, weight bearing is important. You know, you don't put, uh, you, if you're an astronaut in space and you're in zero gravity, uh, you could lose uh, double digits of your bone density in just the course of a short space flight. So uh, weight bearing, uh, loading your your uh, your muscles uh, and your bones with some resistance exercises, that's going to be very important at preserving bone. So there you have it. That's a pretty much uh, summary of what you can do. Thanks very much for calling. 877-726-8255, our number. And uh, here's a very interesting article about Aluminum exposure from vaccines. Now, this is not uh, intended to be an anti-vaccine pitch. I am not uh, inalterably opposed to all vaccines, as some people are. There's some people in uh, our community, the community of uh, integrative practitioners and natural health enthusiasts who are against all vaccines. Uh, that's not me, because uh, there's some terrible diseases out there over which vaccines can be protective. And it's a great advance in medicine, that we're able to protect uh, particularly children, young people uh, from devastating diseases. But we're getting kids lots and lots of vaccines. And uh, some of the vaccines contain aluminum. Now, aluminum uh, has been associated with Alzheimer's disease. They're the neurofibrillary tangles that are found in the postmortem autopsies of patients with Alzheimer's when we look at their brains, we find a high accumulation of aluminum. But it's that doesn't necessarily mean that aluminum caused their Alzheimer's disease. It just means that it's an association. It needs to be proven that aluminum is per se the cause. It might be, but it might also be just an association, that a brain with Alzheimer's is less protected from the effects of aluminum that's naturally present in the body. And some people get Alzheimer's disease, other people don't. And they may have the similar amounts of aluminum. It just gets into the brain of people with Alzheimer's. So I'm not saying that's necessarily the case. It's 
worth investigating. But here's another association that's been pointed out in a new article just published. Association between aluminum exposure from vaccines before age 24 months and persistent asthma at age 24 to 59 months. Now we're seeing, no question, we're seeing uh, an epidemic of asthma among our kids, more so than in previous generations. And some of it may have to do with what's called the hygiene hypothesis. The more bugs you're exposed to, natural infections, the less likely you are to get asthma or an autoimmune disease. Uh, it's the body uh, going through kind of immune boot camp in a natural way uh, versus living in our ultra hygienic Western environments where we're protected from germs. But that may result in the immune system turning against itself and creating diseases like uh, allergies, asthma, and eczema. So uh, what they found here in this study is that uh, among children with eczema, vaccinated aluminum was positively associated with asthma. And a positive association was also detected among children without eczema. So the conclusion is in a large observational study, a positive association was found between vaccine-related aluminum exposure and persistent asthma. Now you may say, well, what the heck is, is aluminum doing in vaccines? Well, aluminum is what's called an adjuvant. And uh, some of the things they put in vaccines are preservatives, and some of them are put in there because they make vaccines work better. They stimulate an immune response. And it turns out that aluminum has that property. Uh, various forms of aluminum, like aluminum hydroxyphosphate sulfate, aluminum hydroxide, uh, and alum are put into vaccines sometimes. And among the vaccines, well, an adult vaccine, anthrax, it's given to military personnel because of the threat of biological warfare, but also commonly administered kids' vaccines, uh, the DTP vaccine, which is for diphtheria, tetanus, and pertussis, uh, contains aluminum. So too does the hep B vaccine, frequently administered to kids. And then older kids are administered the Gardasil vaccine for HPV. Adults and some kids are given the Prevnar vaccine for pneumonia, and that contains aluminum. And many other vaccines, but lesser vaccines, uh, actually the uh, Hib vaccine, uh, which was for homophilus influenza, is often given to kids. So that's another one. that is. So it's you get a lot of vaccines, you're going to get a lot of aluminum. So is it the is it the aluminum or is it just a lot of vaccines creating a scenario where kids are more prone to asthma? It's unclear. But the authors are quick to point out that, hey, you know, uh, vaccines are safety are safe and effective and we're we're not saying that we shouldn't be giving these vaccines but maybe just maybe we should rethink the adjuvants that we put in vaccines because of their potentially adverse effects 877-726-8255 our number and this is intelligent medicine as an intelligent medicine listener you know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine safe and effective but vetting your sources and tracking down the exact products you need can be a hassle. That's why I'm inviting you to browse my online supplement dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements I prescribe to my patients and take myself. 
My specially curated professional-grade supplements are fulfilled via the Fullscript network. Fullscript is the safest and most convenient way to purchase my medical-grade supplements. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA-compliant and offers world-class support. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's drhoffmanstore.com. drhoffmanstore.com. If chocolate is your weakness, the real chocolate decadence of Flava Naturals Performance Chocolate can be your strength. Extensive research demonstrates the remarkable benefits of daily cocoa flavanols on brain function, heart health, and full body performance. But you'd have to eat five or more ordinary bars a day to get those benefits. Flava Naturals chocolate, cocoa powder, and beverages deliver five to nine times the flavanols of a typical dark chocolate bar. I use it every day. For more information and order, just go to flavanaturals.com. That's flavanaturals.com. Fish oil provides the vital omega-3s, EPA and DHA, that support your cardiovascular, brain, nerve, vision, immune system, joint, and skin health, as well as your inflammatory balance. My preferred fish oil brand is Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra-pure omega-3 solutions, including a nutrient-dense vegan option. I use Vital Nutrients myself and recommend it to my patients. For more information and to order, go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co for the Vital Nutrients line of ultra-pure omega-3 solutions. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here, 877-726-8255, our number. And uh, remember the Naked Gun uh, film series uh, with uh, Leslie Nielsen as uh, Lieutenant Frank Drebin and uh, George Kennedy as police captain uh, Ed Hawken? And so... Uh, there is a sequel to the original film. The original film came out in 1988. And in 1991, a sequel came out called The Naked Gun Two and a Half, The Smell of Fear. <laughs> and those movies were just so funny. And, you know, the kind of movies that, uh, you know, the, you laugh so, you laugh so hard that the milk comes out of your nose. Uh, but the concept of the smell of fear is uh, inculcated in our culture is that there's something about fear that uh, other people can sense. And certainly animals can sense. Uh, animals seem to have uh, uh, a sixth sense and they can intuit that we're uh, agitated or fearful. Uh, maybe it's a mechanism that um, enables them to attack vulnerable animals. So uh, if you are... Uh, if you're stalwart and aggressive and fearless, they won't attack you. But once you emanate that aura of fear, well, uh, it's all over. Game over for you. Uh, and dogs uh, particularly evince that capability. Uh, many of you who have pets know that your animals are very, very sensitive to your moods. And uh, if you are relaxed and calm, uh, your dogs will be relaxed and calm. But if you're stressed, uh, your pooch may come over to you and, and, you know, sympathetically put his head on your, on your lap, uh, or, uh, whine a little bit, uh, in apparent empathy with your mood state. And, and scientists have really tried to figure out what's going on there. 
they wonder, is it about visual cues? Is it if you put on a frown or an unhappy face? Uh, is the dog going to pick up on that? Uh, or what's going on? What's Or is it your, your body language? Uh, how do dogs sense that? Or is there some sixth sense which we cannot really put our fingers on? The dogs are maybe uh, have ESP. Well, it turns out uh, they've cracked the code on that. Researchers collected samples of sweat and breath from participants before and after they did a difficult math problem, which is stressful. That's a psychological model for stress. Give you a, a real brain teaser kind of problem. And uh, then the subjects in this uh, reported their stress levels before and after the task. The researchers only used samples where the person's blood pressure and heart rate had increased. So they really were showing physiologic signs of stress. The dogs didn't watch the people. Instead, the dogs uh, were taught how to search a scent lineup. They lined up a bunch of scents. Uh, and then they were rewarded by alerting researchers to the correct sample. Uh, each dog was given one person's relaxed and stressed stress samples. These were sweat samples. And all of the dogs were able to correctly alert the researchers to each person's stress sample. So one of the participants in the study, uh, says the findings show that we as humans produce different smells through our sweat and breath when we are stressed and dogs can tell this apart from our smell when relaxed even if, if it is someone they do not know so it's not just getting to know you it's it, it is an innate sense the research highlights that dogs do not need visual or audio cues to pick up on human stress this is the first study of its kind and it provides evidence that dogs can smell stress from breath and sweat alone which can be useful when training service dogs and therapy dogs. In fact, there are service dogs for PTSD, and when the people get stressed, they know to comfort the people. And there are service dogs for diabetes. When your blood sugar gets low, you develop a certain stress level. There's distress, heart rate, and blood pressure may change. And you may emanate the smell of fear, which dogs can pick up on. And so this is a thing, this is a real thing, that uh, unique, extraordinary ability due to dogs' advanced olfactory capabilities. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. Fish oil provides the vital omega-3s, EPA and DHA, that support your cardiovascular, brain, nerve, vision, immune system, joint, and skin health, as well as your inflammatory balance. My preferred fish oil brand is Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra-pure omega-3 solutions, including a nutrient-dense vegan option. I use Vital Nutrients myself and recommend it to my patients. For more information and to order, go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co for the Vital Nutrients line of ultra-pure omega-3 solutions. Are you concerned about high blood pressure? Meet Berkeley Life, a supplement that may help maintain better blood flow and a healthier heart. Berkeley Life is scientifically developed to boost nitric oxide, a signaling molecule that helps maintain a healthy cardiovascular system. If you're worried about blood pressure, try Berkeley Life. Head to agewellbl.com slash Hoffman and use offer code Hoffman at checkout for 10% off your first order 
and free shipping. That's agewellbl.com slash Hoffman for Berkeley Life Nitric Oxide Support Supplements. Back to Intelligent Medicine, Dr. Ronald Hoffman with you. Our number 877-726-8255. Jot that number down because you can call anytime you like, 24-7, 365, and record a question as did this individual. Let's hear it. Back in the early 70s, I remember seeing, I'm pretty sure it was 60 Minutes, a show about brown fat, and that they also had determined that that was why animals, a lot of animals don't experience a lot of cold. Not not so much their fur helps them, it's because their brown fat is working. And they also made a comment, something about if you could stay in 50-degree temperature quite a few days, it would activate your brown fat. Okay, there you go. that's uh, an interesting question, and it's right in my wheelhouse because I've actually written an article on that uh, subject, uh, which will come out in a couple of weeks in our newsletter, entitled Harness the Power of Cold, because uh, although we may be facing an unprecedented cold winter with energy prices soaring and power grids straining to meet the electricity demands, uh, there may be a silver lining to the cloud because uh, we may be inducing brown fat, which is sometimes referred to as bat, brown adipose tissue. And yes, bats have a lot of bat, brown adipose tissue. That's how they hang out uh, in those cold caves. Uh, and they don't have uh, uh, puffer coats to put on, uh, just a thin coating of fur. Uh, but uh, a lot of animals have bat, brown adipose tissue. Uh, humans have less uh, we're born with brown adipose tissue, but as we age, uh, it disappears. And actually, until recently, it was thought that bat uh, was not present in adults, in adult humans. But it turns out that with new imaging techniques, we're able to discover that brown adipose tissue is present uh, to a small degree, even in mature adults. And it is a type of fat that is thermogenic, which means it's a fat that burns fat, which is good. Uh, and the reason it is there is to protect us from cold. And in babies uh, who don't have the ability to shiver, it's kind of an interesting thing neurologically, is that uh, as we get older, you know, maybe early childhood, we develop the ability to shiver. But kids, little babies, don't have the ability to shiver, so they have more bat. They have brown adipose tissue. And uh, shivering also, because it's uh, a form of movement and muscle contraction, uh, generates some heat. That's why we shiver in the cold. So uh, it turns out that, as you say, it you can induce more brown adipose tissue. This is the new, new think on bat, is that it's not inevitable that it's going to disappear as we age. We can actually cultivate it and even increase it by cold exposure. And that could be through swimming in cold water, which is something I try to extend the season with. I don't, I'm not just a, you know, summertime swimmer. I try to swim well into the fall and I start early in the spring wearing a thick coat of neoprene and booties and a hood and gloves. Uh, but uh, you can also get it from uh, sitting in a cold room. And in a recent experiment, uh, what they found was that uh, they were able to actually improve blood sugar uh, in individuals 
by exposing them to 50 degrees. Now you may say, 50 degrees, I can hack that. You know, maybe, yeah, sitting in a room in your underwear with 50 degrees, but no, they put them in cold suits and they, they pumped in cold water at 50 degrees and they made them sit there for an hour for a dozen sessions. And what they found is that uh, that actually improved their blood sugar. There was a drop in fasting glucose, a 32% drop in lipid levels, improved cholesterol as well, as well as a blood pressure drop of around 8% overall. But that's real cold. And um, uh, so there really is something to this thing about cold exposure. Uh, but it was not just a matter of generating more brown adipose tissue because the researchers in this study made the people shiver. So maybe they got more brown adipose tissue, but they also shivered, which is a mechanical way of generating heat through muscle contraction. And uh, it actually helped to burn more fat more rapidly. So uh, yeah, uh, you'll learn more about the power of cold if you subscribe to our newsletter. Uh, that's not uh, this week's newsletter. Uh, this week, we're talking about um, Mayor Adams' misguided plant-based food initiative in hospitals. That'll come out in our newsletter uh, this week. Get it in your inbox by subscribing to our newsletter at drhoffman.com. And then we'll, uh, as the weather turns colder, uh, we'll publish that article, Harness the Power of Cold, with a lot more details on uh, how cold can be your friend this winter. Embrace it. 877-726-8255, our number. And did you know that new research shows that NT-factor lipids will improve the absorption of a wide range of nutrients, especially those hard-to-absorb nutrients like coenzyme Q10 or curcumin, by more than 200% in a recent study. So if you're like me, you're very particular about the supplements you take, but many of them may be difficult for your body to absorb. It's about not how much you take, but how much is bioavailable. You've heard me talk for years about the natural energy producing benefits and anti-aging effects of NT Factor, but now there's another great reason to add NT Factor to your daily regimen. And for a limited time, there's a great offer. Buy one container of NT Factor lipids powder and get their delicious patented energy wafers free. That's up to a $59.99 value. Get the energy-boosting and nutrient absorption benefits of NT Factor by mixing the lipids powder in your morning smoothie. That's the way I take it. Or on the go, when you don't have a blender handy, with the convenience of pleasant, chewable, berry-flavored patented energy wafers. Just go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Or call 800-982-9158. 800-982-9158. Buy NT Factor lipids powder and get patented energy wafers free for a limited time. It's a great offer. Stock up now. All right. Uh, this item uh, has to do with the relationship between dairy and heart disease. And studies have been very conflicted about that. Uh, some studies have suggested that dairy is associated with heart disease risk. Other studies have suggested that dairy not only is not associated with heart disease risk, but is protective against heart disease. And this study sheds light on why that may be the case. Uh, it turns out that uh, in a, a new study, uh, 
drinking milk was associated with a slight increase in cardiovascular risk. There's no question about it. Just drinking a lot of milk as an adult, not so much as a kid, but, you know, continuous drinking of milk beyond the point where milk is a natural because milk is something that nurtures uh, infants. But um, in adulthood, drinking milk is associated with a small increased risk of cardiovascular disease. Uh, butter, too, associated with a small risk of increased cardiovascular disease. But when it comes to uh, fermented dairy products, uh, yogurt and some cheeses, uh, they had either a neutral or positive effect on cardiovascular disease or mortality risk in studies. So this is not just one study, it's a study of many studies, and otherwise known as a meta-analysis. And what they concluded, it, why is it that milk and butter seem to be more harmful and other forms of dairy product like cheese and yogurt are less, are less deleterious? Well, this is the theory that's been propounded for a while, something I became aware of in the 90s. Uh, dairy products are homogenized. And that's kind of a new thing. Old-fashioned dairy, you know, straight from the cow, wasn't homogenized. And there were large fat droplets present in milk. And homogenization makes the milk smoother. Uh, but it also creates smaller, denser particles. And it breaks up what's called the milk fat globule membrane. And when the milk fat globule membrane breaks up, it may be that homogenized milk leads to quicker digestion of fat droplets and smaller fat droplets are more dangerous. They may be more atherogenic. They may hit the arterial wall and the arterial wall hasn't ever experienced that because homogenized milk is not a natural. It's an industrial product. But all milk these days is pasteurized or homogenized. That is, unless you've got a cow or unless you have artisanal dairy products, which are hard to get. So the researchers say, we can speculate that at least part of the differential association seen for milk, butter, and cheese may be because cheese contains intact milk fat globule membranes, while milk and butter do not. But here's something missing from the analysis. Uh, when you ferment uh, dairy, you create a lot of vitamin K2. And vitamin K2 has been shown in studies to be protective against atherosclerosis. It's also protective simultaneously against osteoporosis. Because simplistically, vitamin K2 acts as kind of a crossing guard for calcium, telling it where to go. Go to the bones and not to the arteries. So it may be that that's part of the reason why certain dairy products like cheese, even high fat cheese, studies in the Netherlands show this country that consumes an enormous amount of high fat cheese. They're renowned for their cheeses, but they have a lower risk of cardiovascular disease than surrounding countries. So what's up with that? Well, researchers have postulated that it's the high amount of vitamin K2 that's present in those fermented dairy products.
So there you have it on the relationship between dairy and heart disease. It's complicated. 877-726-8255, our number, and this is Intelligent Medicine. If you're a big sports fan like me, sometimes the best part about watching a football game are the pre- and post-game shows. Well, it's the same for probiotics. The most important part of probiotics are the prebiotics and postbiotics that come along. Not all probiotics have this superior combination. That's why I only buy Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. You see, prebiotics feed the probiotic colonies in your intestines, and postbiotics are the organic nutrients produced by Dr. O'Hara's three-year fermentation process that become the foundation for long-term colonization of the good bacteria in your body. This is so important. No other probiotic formula has this. As I get older, I want to protect my health the best I can and use only the best supplements that are available. So score a touchdown for your health. Get Dr. O'Hara's probiotics today. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics are available at natural health retailers and online. Don't accept a substitute. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Whoa, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter your body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. Back to Intelligent Medicine, Dr. Ronald Hoffman here, 877-726-8255, our number. But uh, the remaining time we have, uh, let's kind of try and do a lightning round on uh, a variety of nutrients. Jot that number down because you can call 877-726-8255 and record a question for next week. But uh, fascinating study on folic acid. You know, some people take uh, folic acid by uh, prescription. Uh, or they take high-dose folic acid. Uh, and there is an amazing study out of the Journal of the American Medical Association, JAMA, Association Between Folic Acid Prescription and Suicide Attempts and Intentional Self-Harm Among U.S. Adults. They say that suicide is the leading cause of death in the United States, having increased more than 30% from 2000 to 2018. So there's a big initiative uh, going on, uh, a bunch of articles in uh, medical journals, uh, entire medical journals devoted to um, uh, looking at gun violence and self-harm, proposing more restrictions on uh, gun uh, use and exposure. But this is an amazing article. They say that uh, they looked at nearly 900,000 patients and looked at whether they were taking uh, folate. And what they found was that the hazard ratio for suicide events among people taking just a milligram of folic acid, that's a thousand micrograms, that's more than is in a most multis, um, was just 56%. 
Uh, so 100% would be the normal risk without folic acid, 56%. Uh, and for duration of folic acid use, uh, for each month of additional one milligram dosage of folic acid, there was a 5% decrease in suicidal events. And they controlled with vitamin B12. They found no association with suicide attempts. So something's going on here. And folate is a cofactor for uh, neurotransmitters, catecholamines in the brain uh, that may be associated with mood. Whenever I have a patient who's taking an SSRI uh, or a patient with uh, depression, I always uh, prescribe high dose, preferably not folic acid, but folate. Folate works better. Uh, this is a study on a constituent of pomegranate called urolithin A. It's a supplement that I take. It's available under the brand name MitoPure, available from Timeline Nutrition. Uh, it is a compound generated by gut microflora from elegotannins found in foods such as pomegranate. However, not everyone has the right microflora to be able to make the conversion to the urolithin A metabolite. So, uh, this study looks at the effect of urolithin A on mitochondrial function and on joint health. And what they found is a significant effect on what's called mitophagy, the ability of the mitochondria to do cleanup and renewal, and also on, uh, on uh, the health of the chondrocytes, the cells that uh, line the joints. They say that this makes urolithin A the only compound tested in preclinical models of osteoarthritis with the potential to both reduce inflammation and improve mitochondrial health. So it's something to keep an eye on. Um, vitamin D and brain health, a bunch of studies uh, on vitamin D. Uh, in this study, American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, low vitamin D status was associated with the risk of dementia and stroke. So the Analysis supports a causal effect of vitamin D on uh, deficiency on dementia. Uh, it is an observational study. It's not using supplementation, but they're pretty sure that there's something going on here uh, with vitamin D protecting against dementia. Vitamin D uh, versus autoimmune disease. Uh, they found that vitamin D significantly reduced the risk of autoimmune disease. Fish oil did to some extent, to a lesser extent. But uh, vitamin D supplementation uh, significantly reduced the risk of, uh, of rheumatoid arthritis, uh, lupus, et cetera, et cetera. And we know these patients tend to be low in vitamin D. And uh, finally, uh, treating low vitamin D levels may help people live longer. How about that? The Endocrine Society, uh, researchers in the Journal of the Endocrine Society, Researchers identified 19,000 people showed vitamin D deficiency. And what they found was that um, uh, people who had adequate vitamin D who took supplements had a lower risk of death from any cause than those in group A who remained deficient in vitamin D. Uh, so they, they conclude that evidence has already linked low blood levels of vitamin D to cardiovascular risk factors such as high blood pressure, diabetes, obesity, and chronic kidney disease. And finally, uh, this one, ashwagandha uh, appears to have an impact on the well-being of U.S. college students in a, in a, a small study 
but uh, looking at uh, college students, the use of uh, ashwagandha uh, appeared to improve mood, uh, sleep, and even had a positive effect on uh, appetite, reducing uh, cravings for uh, high carbohydrate foods. So, a small study, short duration, but encouraging on ashwagandha, a potent adaptogen. Well, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, remember, you can subscribe to our newsletter. Also go to drhoffman.com slash immunity reset and download an important resource for keeping your family well in the face of, pa- in face of pathogens like we're having during our pandemic. Check out drhoffman.com for podcasts and follow us on social media. Have a great weekend.